Thank you for joining me again on day four of the 1.25% project. 18 minutes a day, 100 hours a year will make you better than 95% of people in any discipline. This, my friends, is the rule of 100. And as always, it's wonderful to have you here with me today. We're going to keep the conversation going with my incredible longtime friend, Ashley, who shares with us some learnings from her study and practice of gratitude. Ashley is a creator of amazing expressions of gratitude for life. To learn more about those, you can visit ashleymui.com. The internet remains undefeated as we experience complications and connectivity, but I don't believe they compromise the quality of the message. But I definitely gained some experience from this session on the journey to the 95th percentile. I appreciate you bearing with us for those and investing this time. Without further ado, part two. Experience relativity. Experience relativity. Experience relativity. says when I asked her she speaks Chinese um, what gratitude means to her and she said it's something that comes from within mm-hmm. and I was like word grandma mm-hmm. thanks to my papa <laughs> she's amazing she's 94 years old shout out to all my 94 year old yeah abuela grandmothers out here mm-hmm. um, and so it is an inward first it is inward mm-hmm. you know and so we don't there's not a lot of I don't I don't know a lot of parents right now who are actively thinking about the way they're cultivating gratitude with their children and allowing it to be an inward experience for them, right? Because they don't really, for me, again, I can only speak from my experience, it was like, I really didn't understand the true value of it until I really applied it and integrated it with myself first, Mm -hmm. where I would go to my journal or I'd wake up in the morning and I would have my practices you know, and spend hours, like you said, those, what was a hundred, a hundred hours or mm-hmm, whatever yeah. the <laughs> conversation was, was like a hundred pages, yeah. 200 pages of just like gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And I practiced it incessantly, you know, mm-hmm. like it was my job almost. Right. Yeah. And that inward gratitude, right. Or that inward mindfulness or that inward, that perfect lap. Right. Like for myself around gratitude Mm -hmm. was what helped me move through and navigate certain relationships and situations, you know, Um, and it was really a critical piece because it wasn't. I think a lot of times they're like, oh, practice gratitude because it improves mindfulness and it's all about emotional intelligence and all that. Right. Like, great. But I think at the end of the day, it was like when it came to my heart, Mm -hmm. right, when it came to like what I love and what I appreciate. And, um, you know, we often are like, oh, I love my family, but like, what about myself in my within that family, right? It was Mm -hmm. really important that I like emphasized that I have myself, I got me, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? If no one else in the world has got me, I lack nothing, I got me, you know? And that was so critical because even in, you know, Rudy's race, it was like, there's the moment it starts to be about that other car, there's already a lack of, I'm not where that other car is. I need to be where that car is. (laughs) And that lack, right? Or that, that gap that happens is what sets us, that spirals us into a place of complaint 
mm-hmm. right? Or, mm-hmm. uh, or, or lack or not, not having, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Ungratefulness. Yeah. Yeah. Ungratefulness. It really does. Cause I'm where I, I am. Like saying ungratefulness, it feels like a bad word. But like, <laughs> I was like avoiding saying ungratefulness. It really does feel like a bad word to me because it's like in the world of spirit. Yeah, you don't even want to put that out there. Gratitude is the language of spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like it, you know, you go to any church, you go to any space of fellowship and they're all they're doing is praise. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is gratitude for the highest gratitude Mm -hmm. to Jesus. Like it's all gratitude, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever entity being supreme energy that we're acknowledging it's gratitude, you know? And so, but it really begins with self. And then when we can really dial in and tune into this, the self experience of gratitude, what, how we cherish ourselves, how we, what I love to say is delight in the pleasure of my own company mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. I want to be in that and be like, I'm cool. I'm fly. I'm amazing. Yeah. And that's language that not when we're younger, we don't have that language. Yeah. You know, we don't understand really that, 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 that gratitude is a powerful choice. Yeah. That is a choice. Yes. You know, so it becomes in moments of challenge, it can really move us through those challenges, but also in the moment of joy, it's the fullest, highest expression. So there's so much that we can, you know, uh, encounter when we are living in the stream of gratitude. Yes. I, um, I accidentally sent you a message, but it's actually for somebody else who keeps calling me while I'm trying to record. <laughs> like, oh, no, You're but like, wait, I'm in a some conversation, juicy conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um the the thing you were saying about gratitude being inward. Like mm-hmm. I man, I man, mm-hmm. it, it's such a powerful even thought and let alone letting that thought be given and repeated or explored, uh, you know, extensively to the point where you then can understand the concept of like internal gratitude, because how do you appreciate anything outside of you without appreciating yourself? Like, I think that is one of those things where if, if you, um, if you lack appreciation for yourself, there is no amount of external appreciation that is going to make you then uh, bounce that off of a mirror and bring it back to you. Like once it's mm-hmm. in you, once you appreciate yourself, then you can look at other things also and start to say, well, I appreciate me. I also appreciate this because this is existing also. And that that the most fundamental things, all of this technology I have in front of me, you know, it, it's great. But if I don't appreciate myself, I can't appreciate it and what it is doing for me either. If I don't appreciate myself, I can't appreciate the people outside of me either. And I think a lot of uh, the lack of, you know, gratitude that exists, <laughs> the thumbs up that always comes up now, but the uh, a lot of the, <laughs> the lack of gratitude that exists and people is typically just a reflection of who they are that I mean I don't know if that could be you know more emphasized that what you put out in the world is nothing but a reflection of who you are if you move through life 
recklessly, you know, uh, you know, with with as a destructive force almost. It, it's only because the inside of you is probably so destructive and destroyed, you know, that you haven't mm-hmm. taken the time to heal that. So you can't be soft enough, you know, to not destroy everyone else. You can't feel what you're doing to other people because you also can't mm-hmm. feel yourself. <laughs> you are so numb to yeah. yourself. But I wanted to talk to you. We, we've uh, talked about this a little bit specifically. And, mm-hmm. and the reason why, like, I reached out to you initially was because I'm like Christmas happened, <laughs> you know, and my right. my two of my <laughs> kids are in Europe. Their mom took them mm-hmm. on a month long trip to Europe mm-hmm. and it was, you know, their Christmas gift. So cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we did this. And now they're there and it's great. But then, you know, the 25th of December came around and they were expecting a tree with gifts under them. So what occurred is they woke up Mm -hmm. and there were no gifts and we had already given them a heads up like this is your gift. The experience is your gift. So instead of having one day where you open a bunch of boxes, you have 30 days where you travel all around Europe. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so they they came to the 25th. And there was no tree and no, you know, boxes for them to open. And my kids cried in Europe, in Mm -hmm. Europe, they cried because, you know, part of it is we still allow them to believe the illusion of Santa Claus and that we own that because I do think that, you know, if you want to, to play that, then if nothing else, your, your kids should understand that you are working with Santa Claus to supply said gifts. So your kids understand that you are a partner in this and that you ain't, ain't these gifts ain't just materializing from elves in the North Pole. But, you know, mommy and daddy <laughs> might be brokering deals with Santa Claus based off of your behavior. And we're advocating on your behalf and contributing to this this situation. They need to understand something a little bit more realistic. So my kids, mm-hmm. eh. Have we done that? No, we were slipping. So now this is the the uh, fruit that that tree bears is that they cried mm-hmm. while on a month long trip to Europe. Mind you, I didn't go outside of this country until I was 21 years old. They are mm. eight and nine. Um, right. So I was like, man, all that my gift for Christmas was the awareness that I have not been teaching my children you know a practice Mm. of gratitude Mm. and that is an amazing gift for me because they're still so young so I have an opportunity now to begin some practices so it's it started a little while they were in Europe saying like hey at the end of each day like just write down a few things that you're grateful for like just Mm -hmm. just think about it take a small moment before you lay your head down to say what it is that you are grateful for. So this has turned into a very long list because he's just been <laughs> adding, like they've just been adding to this list. So now they got a really long list of things that they're grateful for. Um, but it is like, I guess my question when I reached out was mostly like, how do we start this practice? We started, but I was just wondering like where, <laughs> like where do you start as like a parent <laughs> who has already gone so far to sort of like I said you are teaching mm-hmm. one thing or another so I would right. yeah you're you're it's not that we don't teach gratitude we 
teach them that gratitude is not worth the time because we are not ever yeah. taking that time. So that's what, yeah. what we are teaching them. So I'm, I'm trying to teach yeah. them differently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that. I, I love that the practice has already started, right? Like even with the distance, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cause distance can totally like discourage us from activating, but it's already active, which I think is beautiful. And you're already doing what I, I know a couple of other friends of mine do, which is like the nightly recap of like, what are you grateful for today? Right? Mm -hmm. Like your, your daily gratitude. Um, I think what's beautiful, uh, a couple of things that come to mind with when it comes to young people, but also just like adults, because we also are mm -hmm. not practicing. Either. We so are guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think how I will speak from how I started. So mm -hmm. a couple of things, books. Yeah. So I gathered, I have a whole bookshelf full of like, you can cut, you walk into my home, go to my bookshelf. You're like, I know this, I know who this woman is. <laughs> like I have a number of books in my little self-help section, mm -hmm. um, for lack of a better word. And it all is generated in the conversation of gratitude. And one of the books that really set, two books that really set it apart for me were The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Mm -hmm. And because it talks all about gratitude in there. And Louise Hay um, has a book called uh, Gratitude the Way, I think. And mm -hmm. um, it's with her friends. So she basically asks all, like a number, Louise Hay, who is a, a very uh, infamous and famous She's she passed away um, a few moons ago, but um, she wrote a book uh, talking about it. She was a healer, holistic practitioner, and author, and um, she interviewed a lot of her friends. And her friends gave wrote stories about how gratitude changed their thinking. I do know that there are books on gratitude that young for kids, yeah. and so it's that to me is like the literature is like yeah. what are your children reading because you are you are what you eat, right? Mm -hmm. And eating consumption is also reading, and so that to me allows for the language, the articulation, because if, if one of, I, um, last year, one of my good friends, Aquia and I created this experience called the wonder of gratitude. And for me, for me, what I declared was that I want to be fluent in gratitude yeah. and I want my people and my children, my, my people's children. I want the generations beyond us to know that they, their aunts and their mothers are fluent in gratitude so that they can become fluent in gratitude because my grandma was illiterate. Mm. No one gave her an education. Mm. She taught herself how to read and write. And so mm. I come from that cloth of, if no one's gonna do it, I'm gonna go figure it out. I'm mm. gonna go teach myself. I'm gonna be a student, I'm gonna be a scholar. So I said, okay, I didn't get taught gratitude in the way that I think I should have been taught gratitude. Now, mm -hmm. in culturally for Chinese, for my Chinese upbringing, there were a lot of practices that don't necessarily speak directly to gratitude, but there is a reverence and an honoring, which is in the same language. Yeah. So I've already, as a young, as a young person, started to understand as a growing adult, these practices were already embedded in me that made it easy for me to understand the, yeah. the language of gratitude. So yeah. I'm really grateful for my heritage. Yeah. Now the books and the scholarship allows for me to really understand for myself what it means for me, because everyone will have their own relationship with gratitude. Yeah. My relationship with gratitude is going to be uniquely different from the way that you practice and from the way that you practice with your children. Two other things that I think are really critical because a lot of gratitude is the mind and the awareness, yeah. but it's yes. also about the embodiment. 
And so we need to practice actually in our bodies, understand the feeling of it when it comes up and then how that feeling gets expressed. So we all go to school as kids and we all start out as artists. Yep. Okay. We exactly. go to preschool school. we be making art. We bring home an art project every day. That's school. And somewhere, along, <laughs> and somewhere along the way, they take art away from us and they're like, mm-hmm. science, math, <laughs> you know, and no shades any of those subjects. They're all really important. But the art of gratitude that mm-hmm. brings it into our bodies because we make it, we feel it, and then it goes through our hands mm-hmm. and our minds and we make something. And so I think it's important for the practice of like writing thank you cards or making a card or making a piece of art mm-hmm. that we are gifting or giving to someone who we feel grateful for. So now that you have your gratitude list with your with your sons, it's like, now who do you want to give gratitude to? Mm-hmm. And writing a list of people they want to give gratitude to. And then from that is like, okay, now let's go make something that we can give them. Yeah. And it allows for them to be very like, kinesthetic in their gratitude being mm-hmm. in their body it's a real like thing at through. that point in time yeah yeah exactly like let me get the color that i want to express mm-hmm. with let me get the uh, material that i want to express with express with and then they can write their thank you cards after their birthday party or after their christmas gifts or whatever that it is that it becomes they can point their arrow and say i want to give gratitude to this person and that's yeah. just that's a really beautiful practice as a young person to understand because that is what it adds to the quality of relationships with people, yeah. right? Their yeah. aunties, their uncles want to spend more time with them because they know that their nieces and nephews are grateful for them. Like, mm-hmm. why do we want to say, why do people leave relationships at work? Because they're not, they don't, they're feel, un, they don't feel appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's yes. like, let's add, let's infuse that appreciation just because we, not, not just because of the birthday parties. I think those are good reasons, but yeah. we can also do just because, right? Mm-hmm. So the thank you cards are important. And then I think the collect, uh, you're, what you're doing is like the collective family gratitudes, right? Yeah. So the list that you're, um, the list that you are compiling, is it written somewhere or like, what's that? Yeah, like? he has, uh, he, I think he has it on his iPad. He's like typing okay. it out on his iPad. Okay, so I think what's powerful too when they're all in the house is there's two things that I think you could go is either there's a book or a journal that's a family journal mm-hmm. and you can open it up and at any moment like you as father could be like I'm grateful for blah 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 and then anyone can read or add to it as it grows and then at the end of the year you have this beautiful journal of your <laughs> gratitude together which is so dope yeah. and maybe at during christmas or during new year's eve you express it you there's like reciting or there's ex, there's sharing right and then the other thing too which is great because you know i have friends that like are like thank you the thank you banks right so mm-hmm. you can have like what is referred to like as a piggy bank but it is like a big jar that they can add their gratitude in. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the month, they can read all of that out loud and be like, whoa, that was really awesome. They can put it up on their walls or whatever they want to do. And then you take away and then like, you know, they can recycle or keep them somewhere and then they can have another bank and they can see themselves filling. Cause I think there's yeah. something optically about the fullness Watch of something that's up. adding or increasing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is really fulfilling and rewarding. And then being able to say, okay, that was my gratitude was a lot this month. I yeah. had 50 pieces 
paper versus, oh man, November, my, <laughs> my gratitude <laughs> was, was low. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I think there's something interesting about the count for young mm-hmm. people that really helps them feel Right. Because talk about like the lack and they can have people on their wall or like, you know, they can take pictures of their family members and be like, I'm grateful for Auntie Ashley because blah, blah, blah. And they have that on the wall somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think it allows for their their skill or an interest of theirs to be incorporated in their practice. So, you know, um, or for your son, um, who is a soccer player, is like every time he's he's lacing up. There, there could be a saying that he says, right? Like in, in many forms of, of religion or, or spirituality, there's prayer. And, they, and you hear often people say like gratitude is a form of prayer. Yes, it, there is a way, there is something connected to a higher conscious sonic vibration with gratitude. And it's like, maybe he creates his own gratitude affirmation and he says it every time he laces up his shoes. And it becomes a part of his ritual or a part of his routine of preparing himself to get on the field. So there's a lot of different ways that we can incorporate gratitude. I know every morning for me, there's nothing I do first other than I have a cup of water to like awaken my body. Mm-hmm. And in that practice of drinking this first cup of tea, like I don't drink anything before this. I don't eat anything. I don't drink anything. I drink water. And in that uh, ritual of drinking water there is a thing that i say every time mm-hmm. and sometimes it shifts a little bit but like the core of the prayer or the core of my gratitude is giving thanks to the water because it's the first thing i'm putting in my body mm-hmm. and so that is something that i've been able to do and i've done it for the past probably like eight to ten years of starting my day with this with this cup of water and it's been really transformative and it allows for me to be very like calm and peaceful in the morning when everybody wants my time but it's like, nah, it's my time. <laughs> I'm going to come and sit and be in appreciation for myself and for this water and the ways that I'm preparing myself for the day. So I encourage that, you know, those interests or those things that your children are really into is like, okay, how can we create language and affirmation, you know, as he's preparing to get in, you know, to hit that golf, golf ball or getting into his go-kart, that there is something naturally that they create for themselves yeah. that is a form or act of gratitude. Yeah. Like the the core of us it you know, we are creatives. Like that that's our thing. We were born to be creative. You touched on a, a few things and I'm uh you know, just to start uh the uh descent of the plane cuz I'm I'm like, yo, <laughs> I couldn't be more high on gratitude <laughs> right now because it just I've ne- that's how I know you know who you yes. are like i said you you look at the bookshelf all that stuff you see who you're dealing with so like this is this is core to who you are and it is uh you know it, it's so paramount to who you are as a person but like just a few things that you touched on one thing is traditions and i am a person who is like i don't do holiday typical standard holiday traditions and what you just expressed and all those things you said, I'm like, oh, those are traditions that I would rock with for a for a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or a New Year's. Like those are tra- uh, traditions that we created, that we get to mm-hmm. express our gratitude. They come from us and not what is manufactured or marketed to us to be a period of time where really we give away everything we work for 
going to try mm-hmm. to celebrate. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that you touched on, and this is this is like super dope to me, um, the idea that people leave relationships when they they do not feel appreciated. Because as we were talking about that, you know, again, your first point of reference is always the romantic relationship. But that made me think about my relationship with my family. And I'm very distant from my father, like probably uh, both sides of my family. I'm distant from them. And I just realized why. So you, you, this was like a whole therapy session. Now, when I go next Wednesday and talk to my therapist, we about to get into this. Like, why am I distant from my family? And it's because I feel like my family never appreciated who I was as a person because I was very different from the rest of my family. And I I don't know that I ever felt appreciated. And this is specifically with my father because my father is very rigid in his beliefs. And like, we don't agree on a lot of things, though I have a great deal of respect for his beliefs. I have a great deal of respect for him as a person. If you ask me who I could be like, if I could be like anybody in the world, like the core of that person would be my father. I think my father has like tremendous attributes that that, you know, I admire. So I would never want to be the person who I am without carrying those attributes as a as a person like, you know, whoever I would want to be in life. But I realize that that lack of like gratitude, you know, I sit and think, well, man, what happens if my children are just like I am to my father to me? Like, what mm. if they mm. don't, you know, they're not as connected to me? And I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, mm-hmm. this whole situation where Caden moved away happened because I'm now, you know, expressing more gratitude and being more conscious about mm-hmm. our interactions. But now I know actually how to prevent that. And it mm-hmm. is to show gratitude for who these young men are so that we stay close. Mm-hmm. Even my son's mother and my ex-wife showing gratitude so that the family stays close together and that we're all giving each other what we need to get from each other as a family. We have that support. Support. So yeah. those are huge things that I just, you know, picked up. But the mm-hmm. last thing I wanted to say, and I wanted to kind of wrap on this as I was thinking about, um, you know, as I think about like the end of the conversation, or at least the recorded portion of this conversation is death. I think about death and I think about the way that we react to death. And I was thinking about two of my cousins who both are less than 10 years older than me who passed away within the past couple of years, right? Like, so I'm thinking about these people who were so close in age to me who just recently passed away. So I've experienced two funeral gatherings. Um, And what I realized about those funeral gatherings is there is a, a, a lot of tears, there is a lot of sorrow and there there's, you know, just a general down feeling. And typically you go, you know, and this my family is Christian, you know, predominantly. So you have a preacher get up there and they teach you, you know, a whole message about, you know, what God said about death. And then I think about it and I'm like, if you were thinking, you know, with that gratitude, it's actually not a time for you to be sad. It's not a time for you to to weep, at least weeping because you're going to miss them because they're not here. 
But if you're really express, like if you're weeping, maybe you weep because you're so grateful for who you had over that period of time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, if you're weeping because they're not here or you're weeping because you're sad, you're thinking about everything that you're going to miss or everything that you did not have an opportunity to do or say. Gratitude in a moment will make you aware and conscious of those things and perhaps do more of the things that you intended to do with the person while they were here. So I was just thinking about that, like the way that we process grief and, and, you know, it's clear in most cases when you hear a person express it or talk about it that there is an absence of gratitude in that grief Mm -hmm. because it's almost like if nothing else you balance out yes there is the thought they're not going to be here anymore we can't do the things we used to do like I'm going to miss this person but then Mm -hmm. there should you would think also be so much Mm -hmm. gratitude for every single moment that you have with that person Mm -hmm. And, and that is enough to keep you sort of balanced in that mm-hmm. that period of time so it's interesting as like mm-hmm. you know as, as things die you know per se you know yeah. when there's a lack of gratitude that's when you experience the hardship but when you experience gratitude it's like okay this is a part of life yeah. they they were in one yeah. form and they are no longer in that form i appreciate them in the form that they were in and I also appreciate that mm-hmm. they are in a different form now. And I, I love that for them. And I got to love it for me. I ain't got no choice but to love it for me. But let yes. me be grateful for it. Yes. I, wow. Like gratitude and grief is a whole, we go, we could, we could have a whole other <laughs> podcast on that. I think what it remind what it, what it um, reinforces or encourages is why creating a culture of gratitude in your life is really important. Mm. Culture, for me, how I see culture is language and behavior. And when language and behavior meet, there is creation. And we create all kinds of things. We create books. We create art. We create products. I'm going to use products as a lack of a better word. We create things that help reinforce the culture through language and behavior. And why it's important in the moments that are really hard, like the loss of a family member. Why the practice of gratitude, that culture of gratitude within not just ourselves, but within our community and our families is important is because we need to continue to stay. We need to allow for the gratitude, gratitude to widen. What I like to say is widen and soften the heart, because in grief, we can become very hard. Mm-hmm. Right. We can be very, very closed. And the gratitude is like the sweet water. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it keeps the, the, the land moist and like fruitful and fertile. And when we don't have it, it begins to harden <clears throat> and then it becomes more challenging to connect and relate to people. Yeah. And so the culture of gratitude and creating the culture, the uniquely the way that our family wants to create it, mm-hmm. not what they're telling me over here. We can take some support and advice and, and create it for ourselves, but every family and every person and every relationship they create their own gratitude, their own mm-hmm. culture of gratitude. There's a shared language, there's shared behavior. You know what I'm saying? Even in our own relationship, there are things that we say to ourselves, to each other, that we know we're inside of the language of gratitude. It could be weeks or months, and it's still, I love you, I still care. You know, yep. like checking in. It's like, yep. we know because there's a culture of gratitude that exists here. And when we're conscious that there is a culture, Mm-hmm. That's when we can really thrive and really understand how to prioritize and appreciate one another. But when we are not conscious of the culture 
and the culture is just taken over, whatever the culture is, the culture of complaint or mm-hmm. gossip and all that stuff, it doesn't create a space for fertile relationships. And so I I just wanted to emphasize that as we close, because I think I want to give that language to people. It's like when we can establish creating and generating our own culture that works for us uniquely who we are as people, as a group of people, then it establishes better rituals and traditions and practices that Mm -hmm. allow for harmonious relationships like a blended family you know what i'm saying and i'll leave this i'll leave with this quote because i it has it has got me this far all right and it's from the book the science of getting rich by wallace d waddles and he says and i'm kind of paraphrasing and i've kind of like frankenstein the quote so that it fits for me but he said he he writes faith is born of gratitude the grateful mind expects good things, and that expectation becomes faith. Every outgoing wave of grateful thanksgiving increases faith. It is necessary, then, to cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you, and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed, all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I would like to express, oh my gosh, the greatest, greatest, greatest gratitude for you taking the time uh, to join me on uh, what turned out to be uh, what will be an episode of the Experience Relativity podcast. We said we were going to do this and all it took is for us to just get on <laughs> and press record. And actually, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and just so you know, you are contributing. So this is the, the third day for my rule of uh, 100. So I was only supposed to do 18 minutes per day of podcasting. But just it's funny because the habit of doing it just brought us here and then this happened. So I got far more than 18 minutes done in a day. Uh, but I appreciate you uh, again. Thank you for joining me on this. Experience relativity. Experience relativity. Experience relativity. See